It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, covers all the angles from contextual advertising, affiliates, donation, subscription, direct sales, pay-per-click, and more. Net income helps you get the most revenue using various streams of income. More money, more money, more money. Now, join your host as we bring on the blink, Jeremy Shoemaker. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the December 12th episode of Net Income. I am Jeremy Shoemaker, also known as Shoe Money. Today, we are going to be discussing some affiliate issues. And on the show with me, as always, is Andrea. Hello. And also joining us is Todd Malicote, the stunt double. And also, Sean Turner, who is with Dotted Online, who does a lot of affiliate work as well. So before we get to the issues at hand, um, we were going to kind of talk about what's going on lately. I think uh, we all just got back from Chicago, which was the Search Engine Strategies conference. And recovering. <laughs> yeah, and recovering a little bit. So, um, Todd, what, uh, what do you think was the big, the big news coming out of this year's Search Engine Strategies? I'm, I'm probably a bad person to ask because I kind of go just to hang out now. Sure. Um, so it's, it's kind of nice to just catch up with people and, and talk to people in the bars and, and um, really just kind of get a feel for what's going on. Um, yeah. After, I, I guess there wasn't a whole lot new different from, from Vegas, um, but a couple, couple good tips and tricks. Um, of course, I didn't think to prepare any beforehand to, to let everybody know, but um, just, you know, good sessions. Uh, it sounded like more uh, people are having a better understanding of quality score um, there's so much misinformation going on around that. It's kind of nice to get some information from from trusted sources on that sort of thing, um, and, and kind of figure out more of what's going on. Yep, totally. And then uh, I think that there was a lot of buzz about affiliate stuff, which we're going to get into more today, and how you're really starting to see SEOs. At first, you know, it was the way to make money with SEO was for the longest time was either direct sales, to me anyway it seemed like, or contextual advertising. And now SEOs are really seeing the power of the affiliate side where, uh, you know, the actual kind of the the history with affiliates has been more through bulk email and stuff like that. And now they're learning the SEO side. I met a lot of people at Search Engine Strategies that I only corresponded with that I know are do more email marketing and stuff like that, that now they're starting to realize the power of, of SEO and search and likewise. So I think it's kind of neat that they're coming together, and especially for forums like the Affiliate Issues Forum, which Google actually was on the panel at San Jose but opted out this time where they actually talked about, you know, quality score and, um, you know, about how it was kind of an arbitrage affiliate panel. It was very interesting. Um, and there was there was a lot of a lot of things discussed, and, and I blogged about it. Other people did too. So, so I mean, it's definitely affiliate is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, so that was the, that's basically the topic for today. Sean, um, you attended Chicago as well. I actually didn't. I'm from Chicago, live in Chicago, but yeah, yeah. I went under the weather actually during the uh, show. But I was supposed to meet up with uh, Todd and a few others, and just couldn't make it out. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we can kind of just get into it. I know um, Todd took some questions on his blog um, from people that wanted, you know, just questions about basic affiliate stuff. So we can kind of jump into those, Todd, if you want. Yeah, yeah. So I had, um, you know, caught up with you in Chicago there, and you said, let's do the show. And I had kind of some topics that, uh, you know, I, I might know about, but the affiliate thing's still pretty pretty new to me, so I thought, you know, what better way than to just turn the tables on you and, and ask you all the all the good questions uh, all right, that people really want to know. And and sometimes I don't think uh, you probably get all the questions from, from the newer folks that are, you know, haven't been around the terminology and everything else. So, um, yeah, let's, let's dive right in and uh, let's see. First, Firstly, uh, actually, George was going to do the short, uh, show with me, George of Wordy.net fame, and that's W-E-R-T-Y.net. Um, and he helped me come up with a whole bunch of these questions for you. So uh, he he works with Sean there at Dotted Online, and um, and got got some good ones for you, I think. So so starting out, um, what what types of things do you look for? Uh, I think this is a pretty common question, but when you when you're looking for affiliate programs, what are what are the most important 
terms and everything else uh, to you when looking for affiliate programs? Um, to me, a lot of times is uh, basically a lot of word of mouth from other people, like their experiences with them. Um, and, I mean, the, the payout is definitely the most important. I mean, that's why we're all in business, right, to make money. So, I mean, the payout is one thing, but then there's other variables, conversion ratios and stuff like that, which is stuff you can really only do by testing over time. And so, I mean, that's probably what I would say is probably a lot of it is just word of mouth. A lot of times I have close friends in the industry that will say, hey, you know, check out this offer on this program here, and, um, and, and I'll go from there. I don't know, Sean, what do you feel about that? Um, I, I kind of go with the same thing. I, I go with kind of a mix of what will make me the most amount of money for my traffic. And on top of that, I, I'm big on the trust thing nowadays with affiliate programs and such. Um, I, you know, if I'm sending a lot of traffic to a company and, you know, I have a lot of good quality traffic, I, I kind of want to build up a little relationship with them. Is You know, in some cases you can get on the phone, sometimes get some you know, good email correspondence with them. Um, I think it's really, you know, really important to know the people behind the scenes. Uh, I think we kind of, you know, when you first get into a lot of affiliate uh, marketing, you kind of, you want you want to sit back and trust a lot of these companies. You blindly trust them. You know, it's the internet and stuff. But you know, it's kind of a business relationship too. So you know, I, I'm big on you know finding out what the company is, how you know how they've treated other affiliates, maybe even contacting other affiliates and you know saying you know is this company been paying out on time? Is, have they been converting consistently for you? Um, how are they to deal with? Are they willing to help you out? You know, certain things if you need creatives or advice and so forth. Right. I mean, I, that kind of brings us into some things that have been discussed recently. I had an issue with uh, Commission Junction on on a on a, a Yahoo deal where they weren't going to pay me out, um, and I was I was really upset about that. And then um, and they ended up paying out, but um, I had to get the attention of some people to do that. And um, I mean, that sucks basically because it's like now I feel like you know should I even mess with them anymore. And then I was reading on the uh, ABES web uh, forums about other people and other Commission Junction programs, and it really sounds like Commission Junction gives the publisher so much, or I'm sorry, the, the actual affiliate merchant people, so much power really to pay out and choose what they want to pay out and what not, not really defend their publishers or, or affiliates. I don't know. Yeah. Um, there was one example with FlySell where a guy said, you know, I, I've, I'm owed this much money. And Flysell actually came into the forum and commented and said, you know, it's not us. We've paid you. So if, if you're getting ripped off, you're getting ripped off by Commission Junction. And I thought that was pretty bold. It's, you know, so, it's actually kind of weird to bring that up. I've had some other people who have had a lot of problems lately with Commission Junction where, you know, that, it's just really petty things that are in their terms of service and stuff. And that, that's, I think that's why you want to, you know, make sure you know what kind of company you're dealing with first because you, you don't want to send, you know, let's say you know, send thousands of dollars to a company. You've spent thousands to bring in that traffic to your site and have them turn around and say, well, you know what, you uh, worded something weird on your site that we don't like and uh, we're just going to terminate you and keep all your money. Um, yep. You know, that's another issue, too, when you actually start out with a new affiliate program, too. You don't, I mean, sometimes you, you know, it's, tempting to send as much traffic as you can, especially if you find the one that really converts well for you. But sometimes it's best to, you know, kind of go slowly, make sure that the company pays out, make sure that they're, you know, willing to work with you, make sure that they know what you're doing with your traffic, too. That's, I think, really important. Don't make them think that you're doing something shady on your end. And if you think that you might be doing something shady or that it could be perceived as shady, I would definitely contact them and make sure it's okay with them in advance. Um, you know, it, nothing sucks more than... Having getting in that email that says, you know what, we found that you were doing something wrong, and all your commissions are ours now. Yeah, I can't, I can't agree more. And, and I just gave a presentation in Chicago on the gray area of contextual advertising, and I said, you know, I feel that the rules are really being shaped in the gray area because people are trying to do innovative stuff, but the difference is really communication, as you said, um, because if you're not, I mean, you can post all you want in forums. Hey, do you guys think this will be allowed? Those guys can say yes or no. It doesn't matter because if it's if the if Yahoo or Google or whoever you're testing with with contextually don't, doesn't like it, you'll be banned. And the same is true with affiliate stuff. So if you're like what Sean just said, I mean, definitely you want to stay in great communication with your affiliate manager. Show them what you're doing. I mean, you know, if if, if you're going to be deceptive, you're you're playing with fire always. So 
I mean, most of the time they'll be very open to what you're doing, and, and they'll either consider it innovative or, you know, or they won't. And, and I've had those experiences where sometimes I thought they wouldn't like what I was doing, and they really were like, wow, that's, that's really innovative, you know, go with it. And then sometimes, you know, I thought things were really basic, and, and they didn't like it at all, and they told me to take it down. And, you know, you want to comply with that. So, so good stuff, good tips. So, so yeah, coming from the, the client world, this is pretty much managing uh, your client expectations and having that communication dialogue there. It sounds like the same yeah, kind of thing applies up front, where, where your affiliate managers are really your client, and um, you're only as good as, as the business you do with them and, and their word and your word. Right. Yeah, I think we had a little overlap there. I'm not sure what happened with the audio. Um, so I, I, I missed most of what you said, Todd. But um, do you repeat the question? Or the, or the statement again? So the uh, we'll, we'll just go on to the next one here. Okay. I, I can, I'm barely getting Sean over here, so I, I think I was talking over him or, or vice versa. Can I uh, bring up a question from the chat room? Yes, please. Sure. Um, they want to know, as a publisher, is it sufficient to just create landing pages for particular affiliate products or, to, or better to create and build a unique site or domain? Is it, can you repeat it one more time? Is it sure, better is it to... Sufficient? to just create landing pages for particular affiliate products, or better to create and build a unique site or domain and not, okay. I guess, focus on the affiliate product itself? I would say it really depends on the affiliate product. Um, for instance, uh, obviously with ringtones is something I have experience with. Um, you want to build a very a quality landing page, and you want to, because you want to separate out a lot of the carriers and where you send that traffic, because again, a lot of the companies that have offers for ringtones and stuff like that don't work with everybody. For instance, like Verizon, Sprint, you know, pretty much they have one or two maybe at the most offers that they really work well with. Fortunately, it's like that because it makes people do a little bit more work and, and really a little bit of uh, research, which luckily for us, people don't like to work. So, um, you know, I mean, it really makes it interesting because, I mean, there's really, you can develop a skill there, you know, and, and also you want to develop, you know, the site and, and, and use tools also like, you know, we've had the crazy egg people on here, but there's other tools other than that, you know, also where you can track um, even where your referral is coming from and then where they go. So you can kind of uh, build the page that caters to where your traffic is coming from and what they like. And, and you just can't do that unless you, you know, own your own you know, domain and have full control over, over stuff like that. Think that covers it or pretty much? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I, I got a whole bunch more for you here, Jeremy. All right, bring them. All right. Um, so this one's kind of, kind of a two-part question. Firstly, um, do, uh, how do you go about finding private affiliate programs? That, that maybe pay a little bit more, and uh, even if you have a public affiliate program, how do you go about uh, negotiating a, a better deal with that company? Okay, um, really the negotiating of deals is, uh, it's pretty self-evident. I mean, like, a lot of times with me, it's been, it's been pretty easy, and I was the most aggressive a long time ago. So just since uh, I've, I've made the top tiers and stuff, um, I, I know with CJ and stuff, it's, Basically, everybody needs to know that these companies have leeway on every tier. So there's not, I mean, they have what they'll pay you, but there's always a margin that they have to pay you more. So, I mean, if you're getting what's advertised, then then you're, you need to press. Because, so, so, I mean, and then from there, you can kind of talk to other industry people and basically figure out if, if you're really getting the best deal or not. Um, I mean, you need to be aggressive, really, and you need to, tell people, look, you know, I have, you know, 10,000 clicks a day, and where those clicks go determines who pays me the most. So it's in your best interest to bump me up to whatever you can because that will ensure that your company gets the most exposure on my network. I mean, I just, just lay it out for them because um, a lot of these affiliate companies, they're so used to the bulk emailers to where they can just bust out 2 million emails, you know, and so it's like, hey, will you do this if you send out this and well, with search people, you get the same amount of traffic pretty much every day. There's no way you can really drive a ton more traffic other than, you know, sending a mass mail, which most people don't do. So, you know, with them, I just say, look, I get this many clicks a day. It's in your best interest to bump me up 
if you you know if you want more exposure on my network. So never show and, all your and, cards either. So go ahead, and, Sean. And, and, I was, I was yeah, going to ask, at what point that, do you, you know, generally do that? What's what's a good traffic level where you uh, start to try to command that better deal? Um, well, I think it. I think once you, it it really depends on the affiliate, what what you're doing. I mean, because you really don't know what other people are doing. So uh, that's a very tough question. Because I mean, for one thing, I can tell you, like you know, I mean. Geez, I hate to name numbers, but with with um, you know, with with ringtones and stuff like that. I mean, you can say if you're pushing, you know, a thousand leads a day or so, you definitely need to be getting quite a bit more than what's advertised. I mean, like that would be quite a bit more. But but you know, I mean, if you're if you're doing anything with regularity, I mean, you need to press. I mean, like uh, if you're pushing consistent leads, then then you need to press more and more. And and really, you don't know what you can get if you don't ask. And that's I think the fault of most publishers like they just don't ask that question can i get a can you know what do i need and you need to phrase it not like so they can give you no just say hey i really need to be bumped up more you know what what can you do for me and i mean don't say can i get a pay increase because obviously that's a quick easy answer it's probably going to be no so you know um like people in the chat room are saying 50 leads a day for ringtones i would say that's very valid i would say even 10 leads a day for ringtones will will give you even a little increase. Um, you know, I mean, uh, I hope to have the Zoogle Ads people or some other company on my show soon, and, and we can I'll put that to them, you know, as one of the questions. I don't know that they'll answer it, but um, I'll ask them. So just to kind of turn it around for the maybe the affiliate managers listening, how can they prevent, prevent that from happening, and do they have any security there, or are they pretty much just at the mercy of the affiliates? Well, I think that... In my opinion, the secrecy and the non-transparency is their best friend because they can always make you feel like you're the small guy and there's no reason to bump you up. So, I mean, that's just my opinion from working with these companies. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that from the affiliate managers, I mean, you definitely don't want to tell somebody, hey, you're our biggest affiliate because then guess what? They're going to say, hey, your biggest affiliate needs more money. So I think the the lack of transparency really helps the companies, you know, just basically the same way that, you know, Google covers its payouts and margins and everything like that. Um, I got a whole bunch more here from uh, George Kepnick. So uh, one one was, uh, have you ever gotten special treatment for being a known super affiliate? Um, I would say totally. What, what, the, what the best payout or the best deal you ever got, uh, maybe right. not specific numbers, but... Maybe a shout out to who gave it to you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, uh, I'll just tell you. One month I had, um, uh, I think it was CPA Empire, and they they just called me up and said, "Hey, we want to get you in our system, and we'll pay you, you know, twenty three dollars a lead." It, it was for one ringtone offer, and that was like like six dollars more than I was getting from anybody at the time. And so I ran that for a month, and it paid out really well. And um, I still do stuff with them. So, I mean, that, the only reason they did that was because I push a lot of leads. So, I mean, definitely it has its advantages. I mean, you know, I've gotten great gifts from a lot of companies, and and um, a lot of companies will, will pitch and show me what they have. And, and a lot of times people, when they're just getting started, they have to go through all these hoops. Like, you know, they have to they don't get to see how much they could make with a thing until they sign up and complete this big application process. And then it's like they get started and, you know, and it's like a lot of times with me, I'll just cut to the chase and I'll say, okay, what's your payout on this, this, and this. And they'll tell me because otherwise I'm not going to join. So, I mean, when, when you're known as like, um, a bigger affiliate, um, then you will, uh, I mean, it's, I get offers every day from, from affiliate companies. So, Uh, Jeremy, word in the chat answer. room is that you get 200 per ringtone. So now they're uh, kind of doing some bidding on how much you make. <laughs> what was that? In the chat room, actually, they're uh, saying that you're getting $200 per ringtone. So now they're all paying bets. No, I didn't say $200 per ringtone. I said $23 per lead. <laughs> so I don't know where all that comes from. So that those are just affiliate companies and um, – 
you know, and that was through, I believe that was Mobile Sidewalk through CPA Empire, I think that was. I'm not positive on that, and I'm, but I'm like 90% sure that was where it was through. So, I mean, that was actually, they sat me down at San Jose, at, at SES in San Jose, the, the owner of that company, Scott Richter, sat me down and said, hey, we want to get you involved in our company, we want you to test our stuff, here's what I'm going to do for you. And I talked to other people, and they were like, wow, he's probably losing money offering you that just to get you used to their products and stuff like that. So, But it worked. It got me into their system, and I do some other stuff with, with what they offer as well. So, I mean, people will try to do that, you know, try to get you in. It says you actually said 26, not 23. Well, I think it was 23. So, yeah, these character. So, all right, next next thing. So you had mentioned leads during during that uh, uh, answer there, and uh, one of the questions we had talked about, and I don't know if you directly have dealt with it or maybe just had some insights to it, but in certain industries it's kind of common practice to, to sell leads to multiple sources. Um, mm-hmm. What have you heard or done, or um, is that something people should be doing or shouldn't be doing? You know, I'm going to divert to Sean on the line for this question. Sean, I don't know, did you hear Todd? Yeah, the, okay. when you deal with multiple companies yep. and so forth. Um, the first thing I do before you even do any of that is to make sure it's okay with those companies. Uh, it goes back to the whole getting kicked out of an affiliate program because you're advertising two companies on the same page that aren't supposed to be. Um, for the most part, I've found that most companies are pretty cool with it. Um, you know, as long as you're sending them traffic and it's converting into sales and, you know, the traffic's legit and the sales are legit, you know, most companies are... You know, very happy to take that. Um, I'd, I'd even go as far as, you know, to say that you, you have the leverage in any case, you know, when you're dealing with these affiliate programs. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, we're talking about deals with payouts and stuff. You know, you have the leverage, so you should sit down and say, listen, this is what I can give you. Don't let them tell you what you have to do for the most part. But, you know, for the most part, I found that most companies don't really care if you're advertising two on the same page. I mean, some of the bigger ones, you know, Google and so forth, perhaps, but... You know, for the most part, I think most companies just want your traffic really bad. Yeah, guys, we uh, we really need to go to a break. We've already almost done half the show without taking a break, and uh, that's my fault. So let's go ahead and, and take a break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now from Casali Media. Casali Media. Save big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get, get more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Casali Media. Google AdSense, how do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the bling, Jerry Shoemaker. All right, welcome back. So that was pretty entertaining, that little promo they did there. So That was awesome. I grabbed, yeah, I grabbed the mic at Chicago, and, and I told Eddie to turn me up, and I started beatboxing uh, Christmas tunes. And so... They were recording, and uh, they put that together. So 
I don't know, Todd, you guys hear that? It's kind of funny. Good Good talented man. Bismarck shoe money. Nice. (laughs) All right, so we're talking affiliate issues, and and, um, another issue I wanted to talk about, which was recently discovered by a a gentleman named Andrew Wee, who wrote me about it. He did some some testing, basically. He uh, discovered that there's a a anti-spyware program called Spyware Search and Destroy that actually uh, not only cleans affiliate tracking cookies from your computer, but it also, um, in, in some cases, depending on how the client has it set up, will actually block them from ever being set. So somebody actually could, you know, you could be promoting a, an offer or something like that, somebody clicks on it, it, and the cookie just never gets set, and so you're never credited for that sale even though you've spent the money to promote that offer or whatever. So I think that's a really dangerous ground. Um, I, I also asked him to test from AdAware by LavaSoft and a few others, and they, they weren't picking up the cookies. And the only cookies they detected, spyware, search and destroy, was DoubleClick and uh, actually a Zoogle Ads cookies. So there was one other company that I'm forgetting, but they I don't really think they're that big of players. Um, I just wondered, Sean, what's your what's your take on this? I, I think it's pretty serious. I I definitely do too, and it's kind of been kind of the underground thing that's been going on for a little while now, and I think we're just setting off on a, a venture into the spyware, malware, all that kind of stuff that's really going to hurt affiliates in the future um, until either some kind of you know, legal precedent is set or you know companies really take a stand against it. Uh, you know, like like you mentioned, is actually kind of the tamer part of the uh, spyware world. And you know, there's companies out there that are actually installing you know toolbars and other you know programs into people's computers that, without you knowing, will actually overwrite cookies. And where other affiliates can actually go out and bid on a particular site, and it'll overwrite your cookie with their cookie, and they don't have to do anything other than that person go to that site, and it'll happen. Um, you'll see a lot of it. Um, it, one of the companies that actually is pretty well known is uh, 180 Solutions, otherwise known as Zango. Um, they've recently been caught up in the whole, I think, the MySpace. If you've heard about, you know, the MySpace, sure. they've been installing different kind of adwares and stuff like that. Um, sure. They, they've been, you know, they had a $3 million, uh, I believe it was FTC fine or something, FTC fine against them for some kind of problems. I'm not 100% sure, but... You know, I, I don't want to get into the legality of what sure. they are doing and whether it's legal or not. Um, but companies like that are, you can go and now download, you know, unsuspecting surfers are going and, you know, either whether it's through one of those games you can play, Flash games, or whether it's through, you know, a DRM-protected video or whatever, and they can get that on the computer and never know it. But it'll right. overwrite all the cookies for maybe some of the major sites. And the problem is that a lot of these companies out there, the major network, uh, affiliate networks, are not doing anything about it. Uh, they kind of right. just let it let it go. And I think, in a way, they're kind of scared that if they do kind of, you know, say, no, we're not going to take this traffic, any affiliates are banned, that these, you know, companies, these affiliates will just promote other uh, programs and so forth. So, you know, if you're at, you know, widgets.com and you're an affiliate for them and you sent them to that site, what can happen is, you know, a pop-up will appear that will basically overwrite your cookie with theirs. And anything that they buy is basically their sale now. So and, let me, you know, let me um, just so I got this straight, let's yeah. say I want to bid on Stunt Double on Todd's site, okay? Yeah. So because I know that there's a lot of search marketing professionals that visit Todd's site. So let's mm-hmm. say I want to bid on Todd's site and I want to send those offers. I want to plant cookies for um, Yahoo's search marketing program. So that means I get basically whenever anybody goes to Todd's site, they have this Zango toolbar installed. They um, would then. They don't usually, I don't. I don't believe it's a toolbar. They they do run a toolbar. Um, okay. I believe it's called like Hotbar or something like that. Okay. Um, they recently bought a company that does that, but they they install themselves other ways too. Other ways too. You know, okay. Like flash games. But so basically, whenever somebody visits Todd's site, they plan mm-hmm. my cookie, so that if then they go and sign up for Yahoo, I get my thirty, forty bucks or whatever. Yes, and basically you're using Todd's site to you know make sales. Yeah, that's amazing how they're getting away with that. Uh, yeah, I, like, I don't know what the legality is, but until something happens, until either major programs step up or you know some kind of law is put in place that's a little more concrete, it's, it's going to continue to happen. I think it's just going to become more and more prevalent. It's, you know, it's very right. easy. And 
one of the problems, too, is actually companies are doing it now. They, you know, if you're sending it to widgets.com, widgets.com can actually sign up to these programs, to these adware companies, and say, I want to bid on my domain. So anyone who's, in, who's infected with one of my, with your spyware, will basically have their cookie overwritten with our own company one so that our affiliate won't get to sale. That's pretty alarming. And, and people in the chat room are saying, you know, Zango actually incentivized the toolbar by uh, paying uh, 45 cents per install. Actually, Web Professor said that in the chat room. So, so they're actually even incentivizing people to install and download the toolbar, and then they're allowing people to bid on websites. And is it keywords as well? Uh, yes, I mean keywords that appear on sites and so forth. But for, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the most part, it's basically bidding on people's sites is kind of the most common practice I've seen. Um, well, people people in the chat room are, are kind of asking, you know, how can they protect themselves from this? Um, I think uh, I think you need to. I mean, my answer to that is, let's get it out there. I mean, let's make people aware of it and uh, don't freaking download this. You know, I mean, I mean, make known the companies that are promoting this. I think. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. John? I, I definitely think that's one of the ways to do it. I, you know, I think better browsers and so forth. I mean, IE7 cleaned up some of that stuff, but there's already new exploits. Uh, you know, I think people using Firefox are definitely uh, send a better chance of not coming down with that. But you know, there's a lot of inexperienced uh, web surfers out there that just don't know better, and will probably never know better. And you know, we can educate them enough, but there's always going to be someone who's going to find a way to exploit their computers. Um, right. You know, so it, I still think that. You know, maybe the best way is, I, I hate to go the legal routes and stuff, but, you know, maybe it, it'll become a time down the road where government has to step in and say, you cannot do this. You're, you know, stealing from people. Or maybe just some of the major programs step up and say, listen, we will not accept traffic from these these companies or these places. And, you know, I, right. I find it hard to believe that a lot of these major programs can't spot when they're getting traffic from shady sources like this. So, Well, you know, I know, it, I know um, like I read... Uh, the ma- some of the major programs like, um, well, Zoogle and, and um, I believe CPA Empire and, and some of the other big ones have, in XY7 all had, like, initiatives in the last year that they were just cleaning out everybody that was had anything to do with spyware or implanting, anything like that. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I know some of them starting to be good, but, but where there's money, there's always going to be places to do it. So hopefully, yeah, and- you know... The major programs will not allow it to happen. I think. I think as long as as you can keep the major programs from doing it, like like the Yahoo search program or you know something like that, or eBay. I mean, of all things, I mean, if you could keep eBay, you know, from ever accepting traffic like that. I mean, can you just imagine if people could bid on and stuff if they allowed that? I mean, that would be. Yeah. I'm sure they don't. I mean, I'm. I would bet anything on it that they don't. But I've been surprised before. So. All right, let's move on to the. Oh, or go I'll ahead. pitch in a little bit there, Shu. Of yeah. uh, I was talking with Sean about this a little bit last night, and it'll probably lead into some other good stuff. Um, just watching your statistics, and you know, being really diligent about watching your tracking. You know, if you see that you've gone from you know one uh, percent or five percent conversion down to a one percent conversion, probably there's there's something going on there, and uh, it's a good thing to check out in more depth. Um, and again, that kind of leads into some of the other questions I got of um, what kind of stuff do you use for tracking, um, and how do you know, you know, what do you use to make sure that your um, affiliate programs are converting well, um, and just kind of in tracking in general. Well, we use a for an overall view. Um, we use a just a Webalizer, which is a free program, and that just kind of gives us an overall view of the site, like SEO wise. And then for uh, pay-per-click tracking, we have our own in-house developing that uh, kind of does a uh, an invalid. It also does like an invalid click report for us, and we've talked a little bit about it on the show before. But um, pretty much, uh, I, I think analytics are hardcore. I use a combination of, like I said, Webalizer plus our own just click reporting that you know cross-references then with you know whatever affiliate we're doing and shows us our ROI, you know, just like instantly. So I can say, we spent this much, we made this much, it's worth it, let's keep, let's proceed. I think that's important, uh, obviously, because you don't ever want to lose money, but um, you definitely want to focus. And then, you know, we have other tools that we use, like uh, the Crazy Egg tool is, is one that we really like a lot for uh, keeping track of where people are going. And, and also, you know, 
putting other forms of, of monetizing on, on a landing page or something like that. Sean, do you have any tools uh, of the trade you like to use? Um, you know, I've always been a stats junkie with everything. And I, I've always kind of gone by, you know, looking for anomalies in my stats and so forth. And, you know, if, you know, if I'm pushing just the same amount of traffic for six months maybe to a program and I'm converting at a certain rate and all of a sudden that conversion rate cuts in half or something, I know something's up. Um, right. So I've always been, I've just kind of been, I always look for anomalies and so forth. Um, you know, you can really get, you can really go into the kind of clip fraud and stuff like that and you know, looking for different things that can happen to your site. But, you know, sometimes that can drive you crazy just to find a few erroneous clicks and so forth. But um, I've, I've just kind of looked for anomalies in my stats, and I think that's one of the easiest things that you can do right off the bat if you're not looking to delve too deep into your log files and so forth. Yeah. And and I almost forgot there's a there's another tool out now um, from a company called this is just mostly to track click fraud and it's actually being used by people that are suing Google in click fraud and invalid click uh, suits now and it's it's from Inquisit and they're at inquisit.com it's e n q u i s i t e dot com I hope to have one of the the people from there on the show eventually and basically <clears throat> they were actually one of the companies involved with the AIT case, which is, of course, the big news case now, and, you know, linked some other stuff. Well, I don't want to even get into that. But um, basically, the, from their statistics, it found out on, not only were the people having invalid clicks but and click fraud, but also that, you know, they were bidding on U.S. and Canada only, yet they were getting all this traffic from foreign uh, entities. So that's that's also one, and that's also they have a free product as well to check out. So it's pretty cool stuff. I'll, I'll add one more in there, Shu, and I see a yeah. web professor saying it in the chat room here um, <laughs> that I proselytize for him all the time is, is Click Tracks. Um, I think they even got a, a little freebie version now as well, um, and just just phenomenal product. Uh, I bought it back back in the day when uh, I think the license fee was about a day's day's wages or a, a week's wages, and it was it was even worth it back then. So um, awesome. Anytime analytics come up, I gotta I gotta throw them out there anyway. Yeah, they're they're good. Um, I mean, I I've seen other people's screenshots and stuff. It looks good. It just it seems to be a little much than what I need at this time. But definitely, um, I know a lot of people are using them. So, what else we got for questions there? Yeah, I got um, one from Roger at Shogun dot com here, uh, dealing with incentivized offers. So uh, Roger asks. Uh, if we can explain what incentivized offers are, uh, how how you make money with them, and, and how do you keep fraud down on incentivized offers? Okay. Let's go ahead and, and – uh, th those are great questions. I think incentivized – incentive – I can never say it right. But we'll get into that in about two minutes right after this next break. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zephoria.com, writes, ClickTracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what ClickTracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely King. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. Best of the web. The Internet's oldest directory. EOTW.org since 1994. Our editors scour the web finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No shame. And don't forget the best 
to the web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions. 25% recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. Want a hot pod? Load it with webmasterradio.fm and play with us all day long. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with PaperPost, the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at PaperPost will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through PaperPost. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. Viva la revolution! It's no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. Avoid using unethical practices to promote your website. Obtain quality, relevant links with linksmanager.com. Since 1999, linksmanager.com has been the leading choice for managing link campaigns by thousands of websites. Editor-based link management software makes relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy. No software to install. Free unlimited support. Try linksmanager.com free for 30 days. Accept no limitations. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the bling, Jeremy Shoemaker. Everybody, so we were just getting into the incentivized offers, and I'm probably saying it wrong, but that's how I say it. So, basically, Todd, could you just kind of repeat the question? Sure. Um, yeah, Roger just wants us to explain incentivized offers. Uh, how how do you make money with them, and how can you keep the, the fraud levels down? Uh, he said this is the reason he heard that most people don't have success with them. Okay, so incentivized offers is basically just like regular old affiliate offer, only you can basically give people an incentive for completing the offer. So that's where you see, like, basically a good example of this is freeipods.com, where you sign up, they have nine offers for you to complete or whatever. You complete them, and then you get your free iPod. So you're getting an iPod as an incentive for completing the offers. So that's basically what incentivized offers is. So let's say you're getting $10 a payment for somebody to complete a credit card application, which is probably low for a credit card application, but you're paying out 5 then you make $5. That's an incentivized offer. Now, of course, with that, there's a ton of fraud because, People could just put in bullcrap and send bunk leads, and so and get and make money on it. So a lot of times, companies will reject a lot of leads. So you want to be really careful with incentivized offers, which leads into the other part of the question, which is how do you limit fraud? I'm just now getting more into doing the incentivized offers, so. Um, I can tell you that one thing we're doing is, is basically, you know, not allowing anyone to use, like, Hotmail, Gmail, Yahoo addresses, um, ones that people can just make throwaway addresses. Um, we're kind of 
maintaining a database of basically well-known, uh, you know, email farms. And, and there's, there's actually services now that have throwaway email addresses, so the email is only good for 10 minutes. So they'll basically complete an offer, get paid, and then go from there. So, so pretty much the incentivized offers, they can be really lucrative. I mean, just ask the people behind free iPods. Those guys are freaking zillionaires. Um, you've got companies like Inbox Dollars, which are raking in cash, which basically they pay people to read emails, but then they also, which is like pennies. But then the big thing they do is, of course, you know, have people complete these offers, which, and that's also gets back to the bonus of once you become a, a bigger affiliate, you, you can kind of leverage a higher payout across the board. So when you want to test something like this, you automatically have the advantage of being in that higher tier to get a higher payout just even with the incentivized stuff. And, and because you have a reputation with the companies for, you know, doing some kind of innovative stuff. And, I mean, we basically are showing, you know, uh, Zoogle Ads and other companies we're working with what we're doing behind the scenes to verify, you know, to not let people sign up more than once and to keep the really the fraud down. Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to be the difference when a company comes back to them and says, hey, this, this person, we think they sent us a bunch of bad leads, whether or not they're going to stick up for you. Um, is really how well of communication you've kept with them and what kind of notes they've had on what you've done because they're going to be able to tell the person, well, they've done this, they've done all this, they've, you know, they've done, we're going to, we're going to stand behind them. So I probably talked way too much about that, but. That sounds great. I think we've got some good background. and We've all seen them around, but uh, not necessarily how to, how to run one. Um, so i got right. another one here for you, Shu, from uh, a okay. web professor. Uh, it's the web professor of web-professor.net fame, I believe, uh, and he's in, hanging out in the chat room. So uh, it, Scott asks, uh, how do you, or do you have a uh, strategy for typo domains via PPC, or I'm sorry, targeting typos via PPC, and how does it differ from engine to engine? Good question. Um, really on, okay, I'll just start with MSN, I really don't do any typos. Fortunately, right now, MSN traffic is so cheap, I just broad match anything, um, anything that works, and then just track it. So, and, and you can only do 60,000 keywords per account on, and maybe that's, I might be off on that, but I think it's, I, I think it's 60,000 for AdWords, for Google AdWords. Maybe it's 40,000 for MSN, not positive on that. Anyway, so you only get like 40,000. So right now, we're actually using real type in traffic that we're finding is converting, um, and we're able to bid on that for very low, low amounts. So for MSN, we don't really do a lot of typos. Now for Google, do almost nothing but typos. And there's various scripts you can find around the web for generating like one-off on keyboards and stuff like that. Um, there's, a, there's a few good ones. There's a few really, really good threads in the syndicate forum about this type of stuff, and one of the moderators there has wrote a bunch of tools for actually doing this stuff. Even though it's like a mass, massive black hat forum and stuff, I mean, they have so many tools that a lot of, and techniques that a lot of people that are doing, you know, they're just making money, whether they're white or black hats, can really learn from. So I always, I always recommend people read forums and stuff like that because there's so many great tools out there for, for doing that kind of stuff. And then with... Yahoo, we try to do that as much as possible, but their quality control is such a crapshoot that you almost just have to keep pushing them back through and pushing them back through because you'll get denied, 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 and it won't really make any rhyme or reason why one typo will get denied and one won't. So we just keep retrying, and, and we'll find that eventually they just go through by just force. So um, that's what we do anyway. For the uh, for, for trying like typos and, and just uh, stuff like that. All right. Well, I'm going to keep reeling them at you here, so we can All get right. as many in before uh, <laughs> before we run out of time here. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. Ken Savage, uh, who I know frequent frequents the chat room as well, um, has two different questions. Firstly, uh, we'll ask the the easier one first. He says, if he gets a hot chick to write write your name on his chest and take a pic, will you link to him? Um. A hot chick to ride on her chest and take a picture, I, I or his chest? On on her chest and take a pic. Yeah, I'll totally link to that. <laughs> I think maybe with maybe you. with a link condom, but you know. 
And and secondly is, uh, besides PPC, what are some of the other best ways that you drive and increase traffic to a real real site for affiliate links? Um, well, there's many ways. I mean, if structured properly, you could use MySpace or any of the social sites. You can use Dig. You know, if you have a really great article on, you know, let's say 10 ways to make money online, and within there you link to Yahoo Search Marketing and Ad Center and AdWords, but within those links you have your affiliate. I mean, it can be a phenomenal article. It makes the front page of Dig. Everybody clicks and signs up, and boom. I mean, now, uh, dig traffic generally won't click on AdSense, but they will follow up and click on, I found they, they will click on, like, Yahoo Search marketing ads or, um, you know, they, they want to know. Those people are tech-savvy and they want to get more into it. So um, if, you, if you can create a good article like that, I mean, I think that, that you'll find some of the social networks, and there's so many free ways to generate traffic. Another good way is just there's so many good forums that rank so well for subjects that if you start a thread on a topic and drop your link in, I mean, it's it's probably going to rank, but, you know, you, that, that post will probably rank very high. I mean, you're not really spamming because you have a valuable resource. You know, it's all maybe the forum moderator will delete it. Maybe they won't. But, um, I mean, there's a lot of ways to drive free traffic to your site. And then uh, there's always, you know, some third-tier PPC engines like AdBright and, and stuff like that that, um, work really well at Canoodle and things like that. They take a lot of experimenting, but, but definitely you can dial them in. And that's a that's a great point that I think people miss all the time is, you know, we, we talk about PPC and everything else where there's really a higher barrier to entry now, but uh, I know when I got started, that that's what got me into it was I could I could drive traffic and sales and stuff with, with basically no budget. And, you know, I could be a startup out of my basement and, you know, get some links and, and rank for some stuff. And um, those opportunities are still out there. They're just... Shifting, uh, so that's why kind of you know SEO SEM is, is right. just the mindset of getting that that grass marketing or grassroots marketing traffic, um, yep. and, and people forget that that it's still out there with the social media and everything else. And 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 cloaking has such a bad name, um, mostly because people attribute it to SEO cloaking and stuff like that. I mean, in my opinion, cloaking ads. I don't think I have to be really careful with this. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, if you know Dig users, when they come to your site, aren't going to click on AdSense, then don't show them AdSense. So look at ways, I mean, there's, there's ways you can do, just look up PHP, look up the, the, uh, the variable for the, for the string and the host refer, because basically, contact a programmer if you don't know how to do it. But basically, if people come from Dig, there's an easy way, you don't have to show them AdSense ads, or you know, you just and you can track that on what how what people click on by where they're coming from. So if you find MySpace traffic works good for dating offers, Dig traffic works good to send people to technology deals, or maybe even eBay or some other tech savvy thing. You know, then then really optimize that because that's really the difference between. Um, I think a lot of what what people are doing is is using more stuff and. I, I mean, that's more content delivery. I mean, it's not really cloaking, but it's it, they're always lumped together. So uh, it's basically just pay attention to what people are doing. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, I was actually going to chime in. I okay. um, have a post on the top uh, euphemisms, the, the top euphemisms for cloaking shoe. Uh, so you can you can go check that out. And then the next time you're talking about cloaking, it. What, what I've found is, as long as you don't call it cloaking, you can call it whatever else, and, and it's pretty much legitimate. Uh, since since everybody's doing selective content delivery, uh, you call it user experience maximization or something, and uh, then, right. then you're good to go. Uh, we just yeah. call it cloaking because that's, you know, it is what it is kind of thing. And with that, I'd just like to bring up something um, that we just, and I'll just talk about it for a second, and then we'll, we'll leave it at that. And it's basically the Forbes article that I did. I talked to this reporter for like seven hours, right? It's Forbes.com guy. He wanted to know everything about arbitrage and everything, and I explained to him I don't really do AdWords to AdSense, but instead I do, you know, AdWords, AdCenter, Yahoo Search Marketing to affiliate stuff. And he, at the end of the day, ended up writing the article saying I made all this money doing basically mesothelioma sites and cloaking them all, which is just comical. And whether, you know, I don't even care if people believe that or not. It's just, it's silly, but... The main thing I wanted people, if you did read the article and you didn't read my blog where I actually posted the facts and his email backed mine 
at basically saying that they misled people on purpose. Um, you know, the whole point of that is, you know, if, if you're going to, I encourage everybody to test, all, test as much as you want, but you have to realize that if you're going to, you know, if your intent is, is really to deceive users or fraud users or, you know, all that stuff, you're going to get burned really bad. And so um, no matter what you think of the article or what I said, um, you should know that there's risk to doing some of the techniques they described there, So, which they do not talk about. So, all right, next question. So um, probably my favorite question of the bunch I got from two different people. One was uh, Igor at bizmord.com, and uh, Gray Wolf kind of asked it in a roundabout way as well, um, was if you, if you lost everything tomorrow, all your websites, all your partnerships, uh, what, what actions would you take the, the following day to get back to where you are, um, anything you can provide uh, in, yep. in that area? That's, that's a question I get a lot, and um, the easy answer for me is I kind of – pretend like that's happened every day. I mean, believe it or not, I actually am like, okay, I'm broke, and I don't have nothing going on. I have a wife and kid. What would I? What do I do right now? Because I'm kind of, I'm in between a lot of projects, getting ready to start a lot of new projects. So I actually kind of pretend with myself, I don't have anything. I need to come up with something, and, and I try to do it every day. I think that um, if I could go back five years, you know, ago, obviously you know, the social, the social media stuff. I mean, I would have done more with, with ringtones and, and music. I mean, knowing what I know now and how easy it is to do some of the things that I do, I wish I would have set more, uh, I wish I would have started more community-driven sites um, around music and, and stuff like that that people really latch onto and, I mean, just convert like mad for, I mean, people are spending a fortune to convert on ringtones. And so... I mean, driving free traffic is all the better. Um, and, and I'm just really into music, so it would have been a lot cooler to get started on that a lot earlier than I did. I think um, I would have started my own affiliate company probably five years ago um, if I could go back then and get some venture capital to give me the money to fund it all. Um, probably also would have pushed the gray areas a little harder. With I think I was super, super naive and... Um, I wasn't nearly as action-oriented as I am now back then, and, and I let a lot of people say, I mean, people will tell you all day reasons why you won't succeed. And so I let them a lot of times stop me from trying stuff, and um, I don't do that anymore. And I wish, I wish five years ago I wouldn't have done that, and I, I think I would have been able to do some really badass things. But, but you know, I mean, really, I, I like the way things have worked out, and I hope they keep working out um, well, so, I mean, it's, it's a, I, I think right now is the greatest time to be in the business that we're in. I mean, it's like I, everybody I know is looking for an SEO person or a, or a programmer or a designer or a search marketer. I mean, it's like this business is the business to be in, in my opinion. Yeah, you yeah, really can't go wrong. Um, yeah. It's, if you're not making money in this business, you're, you're doing something wrong. Uh, I, I got another one here from from Gray Wolf that says, well, well, firstly, I, I got to say that uh, one of my favorite posts from you of all times was was your mistakes post uh, of, yeah. of the things that flopped for you because I, I'm the same way where I, I learn my best lessons from the stuff that really flopped and that's uh, a long story of how I got into the business originally was having having something that just failed miserably. Um, so uh, hopefully some someday if you haven't already you'll you'll tell the story of of the uh, shooting paintballs at uh, the people that want free gas. Yeah. Uh, I it just actually, died laughing with that one. <laughs> that actually just came up again. Um, I actually, there's there's a, and we're running out of time, but someday I'll cover it. Basically, um, we, from the, I made that post, and somebody has actually contacted me. They, they already have a similar setup with paintball stuff where people can practice online and, weird, and shoot weird guns and stuff, and they really want to take me up on it and stuff. So it might turn into something. I don't know. I thought it was... It was a fun, neat idea. The city shut me down. And, it, I mean, it's, it, people are probably in the dark, don't know what we're talking about. We'll cover it sometime. So, all right, everybody. So one, one last one before you sign off, Jeremy. Okay. Uh, Gray Wolf asks, uh, the single biggest mistake uh, that most people make that keep them from making money online. Okay, I want to say this is a definite. The, the single biggest mistake that people do is, is they will sit and think of reasons why they'll, they'll fail or think of reasons why they can't do what they want to do. 
and when they should just do it and then mold themselves around what comes of it. So, I mean, it's, it's really, it really, I mean, people just, since I became super action-oriented, and instead of, if I come up with an idea, I'll just start working on it. And I'll just be like, I mean, I'll, I'll just start steering. And a lot of times people that work for me will be like, man, really? You think? And I'm like, yeah, let's go with it. Because, and the thing is, what you're trying to do may not pan out, but when you're, as you're working on it, it might shape into something that will. I mean, you'll, you learn so much from every experience, good and bad. I mean, from your failures and your successes. So to people, I say, you know, people write me all the time with these huge, long business proposals that they tell me they put weeks putting together. And I'm like, listen, where are you at on this? And they're like, well, I just got done with the business proposal. I'm like, well, start doing it. Because, you know, I mean, somebody will. If this is a great idea, somebody's going to come up with it eventually. And you're going to sit there and go, man, I sat on that forever. And I just, I didn't think, I thought there were legal problems. I thought there was this. I thought there was this. And, but the thing is, I mean, if you look at YouTube, everybody said all along, those guys are crazy. They're going to get shut down so fast. I mean, and when you go to forums, people come up with these ideas. And everybody is there ready to slap them down and say, oh, you're going to get sued. Google's going to ban you for this. Yahoo's going to ban you for this. Everybody's a naysayer and will shut you down. You just got to do it. And just make sure that you stay in contact with the people that do matter, and you just go for it. So a lot of companies, you'll be surprised, they'll, they'll admire your innovativeness and your, you just if you're a go-getter, they love you. I mean, really. So that's yeah, that. Yeah, you, you, you really got to have the fire, and it's, it's good to hear that you still got the fire, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, every once in a while I get a little bit burned out, and I have to just unplug for a bit and, you know, and, and – you know, I mean, my wife and my daughter are my number one priorities. And then it's like I work pretty much 16-hour days every day of the week, including weekends. Uh, but, I mean, you know, I take a lot of time off to do conferences, and that's when I really have a good time is really at the conferences, talking to people, hanging out, and, uh, and seeing people. So, yep, good stuff. All right, everybody. So Todd Malico for StuntDouble.com, thank you very much for coming on. Sean Turner from Dotted Online. Thank you very yeah. much for coming on. Andrea, great job as always. Brasco producing us. And Eddie back at Webmaster Radio. You guys rock. You do a great job as always. And uh, everybody, next week I hope to have um, either Azugal Ads or another affiliate company on to answer some of the questions we discussed tonight. And uh, hopefully they'll have some good info for us. So this is Shoe Money signing off.